0: To enlighten up the Hilarapy podcast with Lizzie Allen and Karina Lauren. We take hard topics, throw them up in the air, and dissolve them with laughter. Each week, we feature a comedian from the Hilarapy course and we discuss topics from their set, from sexual shame to getting older. We tackle it all with humor and heart.
1: Our goal is to awaken the masses, promote love, and increase connection by dissolving shame, all while making you laugh until you pee your pants. So let's enlighten up and
0: get started. Welcome to episode seven. Episode seven.
1: How did this happen? Lucky seven. Dear listeners, I always like to give you a little description of where we are because our location has changed and I think it's important to announce that. So the last episode six and this episode we are actually recording in studio. Oh my god, we've got up in the world. We've got a podcasting studio now. Uh huh. It's a box in Lizzie's garden, but we're it's a studio and there's no. Uh, never mind. I was going to say there's no cardboard around us, but there are some cardboard boxes. But I think the most imp- <laughs> <laughs> the most important thing to point out is that there is the carcass of a wolf spider corner that Lizzie does not seem bothered by at all. When we came in here, I jumped. And she said, well, it's dead. hmm mm-hmm. Yeah, but at one point, it was roaming freely in here, and it
0: very well could have relatives. Okay, so- we just... Put it from your mind, dear okay. friend. All put right. it from your mind.
1: Um, I do also want to point out, because, by the way, someone told me they like it when I describe what's happening in the room, so... <laughs> That Lizzie has shown up today with a Tina Turner crew neck, or for the British, a jumper.
0: I'm sorry to tell you that Tina Turner passed away on Wednesday.
1: Of this week that we're recording. So if you're listening
0: in the future and you still don't realize Tina Turner
1: passed away, I'm maybe you're really disconnected. Yeah. But yes, she has passed
0: on. Well, she's... She's left her physical form. She's left her physical form and has become closer to me, Uh I feel, than ever before. Because she's unbounded. She's unchained. She's, oh, Tina. Can we just take a moment to talk about um, Tina for a moment? Tina Turner, when I was eight years old, I got into my dad's car because we used to meet at this roundabout. And my dad played Foreign Affair album for the first time because it had just broken, right? And Tina blew up in Europe. So, I, I mean, in America, she was big, but she was huge in Europe. England, across Europe, she was as big as Michael Jackson and Madonna. Absolutely phenomenal to us. She was Mick Jagger. She was Michael Jackson. She was Madonna. She is beyonce big in Europe for us. So anyway, so I got in the car and the music gripped me like, I don't know what. And I kept rewinding the tape and playing Simply the Best again and again, which was probably very annoying for my father. And I always wanted to listen to it every time he picked me up after that. So for my birthday, he bought me a double Sony tape deck and a Tina Turner album, and that was my first ever introduction to sort of, you know, having command of my own music.
1: A I, double Sony, like a ghetto blaster, basically. Yeah, I, I'm hesitant
0: to call it a ghetto blaster because <laughs> it wasn't that was powerful. Was it, like, square? Was you know it? That, no, it wasn't the big square It was more of the smaller one that you might put on the side of your workbench if you are going to make a cupboard or something. And Yeah, that's a ghetto bl- Okay, please, ghetto listeners,
1: for? She with her hands, she's making... The size of, like, a, a big pillow. Oh, okay. No, the pillow shrunk.
0: It's small, like... It, okay, like I a mean, throw pillow. It was... Yeah. It was, what color was it? It was black. Okay. Yeah. And, and yeah. I was just... I was a a, double... A double tape deck. A double, double deck. tape deck. So you, you could record best. yourself. Yeah. You know? And you could record... You could make mixtapes. You could make mixtapes. Mix which, for all the millennial,
1: Well, the younger people, I, I'm mm. sorry that you did not get to experience the world of mixtapes, because that was... That was a moment. That... Yeah. That was like did a, you ever make a mixtape? Oh, of course I did. Who? Loads of people. It were was my thing. Friends?
0: Were they boyfriends?
1: Um, or were they friends? I did it for friends. I did it for family. Oh. Like often for my grandparents, I would make them mixtapes. I did it for everybody. It was like my my gift of the moment. But I also had this one guy. We were friends. He would make me mixtapes, but they all had messages about how much he actually loved me. Oh mm. um, yeah, yeah. We dated. We oh. lived together for like a year, so it worked. Well, it worked for a year. Can't live on mixtapes alone. You can't, can't... love on mixtapes alone. No, but what a what a, an amazing time! And then that's a really cool story because I hadn't realized previously what Tina Turner really meant to you. Like that really means something. You oh, know? but it continues. Oh,
0: do because tell. Then when I got to be a teenager. My sister and I sat down and we watched her film the story of her life mm-hmm. right and then I found out what what horror she went through in her relationship to Ike and then her spiritual revolution using Buddhist chanting it gave her the power to leave the relationship and that really spoke to me because spirituality was something that was was kind of coming in quite strong into my family at that time, you know, there's new age books and the talk of the law of attraction and visualization and all of those things. That was like, wow, she is, she has tapped into a greater power and she has found that. And then she went on to become a huge megastar in her own right. I won't go on about it because I already have.
1: Okay. But I do want to say something I read about Tina Turner, which I hadn't realized. So she had released her album she struck it huge it was unexpected actually but she still so I want you to I'm touching Lizzie Lizzie's leg this is important I want you to think about this because this is what I can see happening is that she struck it big but she still had contracts with like casinos and kind of like you know restaurants like let just let's just say those sort of lower not lower places but the the sort of cheaper places you play when you're trying to make it big she honored them. She would. Even though she was like going platinum kind of thing, yeah. she still showed up and said, because
0: I said I would. Yeah. Because, you know... That's what's going to happen with you. It's whether you're talking to one heart or a thousand hearts. It doesn't matter. She found love in a European man and lived out most of her life at, in um, Zurich. She's a soul that came down here to do some work. and And, and she saw herself selling out a stadium wow and she didn't know how it was gonna happen and she just met some people and they were like we see you and we're gonna yeah try this try that and she got over to London and she started making music and and uh and it just flew
1: big shout out to Tina our hearts go out I want to talk about our our comedy comedian for today for this episode because Shulamite we both saw saw something in her and actually so many people have come up and said that she
0: has something. Shulamite is a star. Yeah, she's got she's got something. She's got a magic. Absolutely. So if we hadn't mentioned it, Shulamite is our comedian for this episode. Yeah. And she is twenty years old and has moved here from South Africa. But did you know that she was actually en route to Ireland, but kind of got stuck here and ended up staying? <laughs> Thank God she did. Thank goodness. Yeah.
1: Yeah. She, the first time I saw her perform was at a Hilarity Showcase. Well, this I, is what you're going to hear. To. Right, well, oh yeah, that's exactly what you're yeah. going to hear. And I think she did what five, six minutes maybe. Like yeah. it's not a long set, but I was so, I thought this kid is a star. Like she is incredible. There's just, you know what? I'm I'm not going to go on about it because you'll, I think you'll sense it. Even without getting to see her, you'll, you'll sense the magic within her. And, uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see, like,
0: watch her path unfold. Yeah, so well, let's get to it then, shall mm-hmm. we? Okay, so put your hands together at home uh, in prayer form and give it up for Shulamai! Shulamai! <laughs>
2: I'm so excited to be here, you can hear it in my voice. I tried to run away, but it's very cold. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, uh, wow, this is great. Uh, so usually, um, black... P- oh, what did I just say? Um, there's not many black people here. It's Vancouver. Um, <laughs> um, oh, yes. I was going to say, uh, usually people see a black woman, me, uh, with a microphone and automatically think I'm about to start singing. <laughs> it's gotten worse since the holiday season um, arrived. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm not a gospel singer. I couldn't afford the red robe. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm from South Africa. Uh, woo! Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the boat right here was really long. <laughs> Uh, No, um, actually, being South Africa is pretty cool. It's pretty great. Um, uh, One of South Africa's biggest forms of uh, revenue is tourism. So um, I encourage you all to go and visit. It's a great country, lots of fun. Um, I only have one PSA. They tell us this before we leave, just to let the people know. Uh, Please don't take any people back home with you. We've had some trouble with that in the past. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, unless of course you are a white woman from Hollywood, in which case I am available. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Another great thing about South Africa is we have a lot of safaris people love to go to South Africa or just like Africa in general for like the animals because that's where they all came from. The ones from the zoo, yeah, giraffes. (laughs) You guys don't have that. (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah, Uh, so there is a stereotype that is true and I'm telling you now, uh, we do in fact ride lions Yes, it's a very well-kept, well-guarded secret. Um, You see... (laughs) Uh, Lions, I don't know if anyone knows what sound a lion makes, except the roar, that doesn't count. Exactly, okay. So, (laughs) to uh, get the lion... To reveal its wings to you because that's how they travel, you have to sing them a song and do a dance. Um, <laughs> uh, before you do the song and dance routine uh, you have to first bow, um, maintain eye contact for your own safety. <laughs> And then proceed to do the song and dance, which I won't show you. You have to, it's, it's unique a performance every single time. And then they'll fly you around. That's, that's, that was my second mode of transport, but I wanted a boat. I thought it would be fun for the story. Um, <laughs> uh, I grew up a Jehovah's Witness. Don't worry, I escaped. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, So you know I grew up thinking that I would have you know the kids the husband's house a few chickens You know the African dream Uh, Yeah, no, we can't afford white picket fences (laughs) Yeah, no, um, yeah, but I came to Canada and recently I've come out as a lesbian Thank you (laughs) Uh, Thank you. Uh, I came out via text um, (laughs) to my entire family back home. (laughs) Uh, I'll read you the text. Uh, (laughs) Um, Hey. (laughs) You know, because sup was like way too formal. Um, So today is coming out day and I thought that I would, you know, come out. Uh, I should note it was coming out day in Canada It was Monday in South Africa <laughs> Yeah uh, I didn't and still don't want to make it a big deal This is more of a heads up for future reference Cool love ya Um <laughs> Uh, the reactions, uh, so my sister was like, Yay, I'm so proud of you, Slay, ha ha ha. And I was like, Cool, thank you. Um, my 14 year old brother's reaction was, Cool. Uh, I was like, Thank you. Like, thank you. Uh, my other sister was like, Duh, you wear so much glitter. Um, I, was like, I was like, Fair, fair. Um, my dad's reaction was, Duly noted. <laughs> we'll do feather research (laughs) oh my god (laughs) (laughs) no it's cool it's cool but like once he his research um, came back to me and told me that I should surround myself with a positive family and uh, a therapist you know and um, you know because like he raised me and like a whole lot of <laughs> other things and it was really great, It's really positive and that really made me angry um, because I was like how am I supposed to launch a successful comedi- comedy career if I don't have a traumatic coming out story <laughs> <laughs> No, but I'm I'm very glad I came out, and I am very glad that I have actually found a lot of chosen friends and family who have been very supportive of who I am. It um, means a lot. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's not going to be funny um, from now on. It's going to be like heartfelt, because it's true. We do cry a lot. That's why my skin is so amazing. Yeah, no, but I I always had this like one-streak view of like what a woman should be and what a woman should do and who she is in this like world and society and it was always uh you know a caregiver you know she's the the housemaker and I'm like there's a lot of us here there's a lot of adjectives a lot of verbs a lot of doing words um, yeah I don't do much I'm twenty. <laughs> Supposed to be the funny part. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, but um, I've also just realized that a woman is also whoever the fuck she says she is. <gasps> um, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> Alright, okay, I love this attention In case you couldn't tell I love attention um, But I'm running out of things to say So thank you so much For listening to me and giving me the space it means a lot Have a good night, thanks
0: <laughs> Woo!
2: Shulamite. Shulamite Yes
1: I actually just got goosebumps Right at the very end I'm going to read it Go on. A woman is whoever the fuck she says she is Oh, I love it I mean, anyone, any person should have that mantra in their head. I am whoever the fuck I say I am. It's so beautiful because when she says, she talks about, there's all these things about, you know, uh, what a woman should be, what a woman should do. And I guess I hadn't really necessarily thought about it that way, but every once in a while, this thought will come in my head where I'm like, Am I dressing age appropriately
0: for a woman? I think you are. I mean, you do sometimes like dress like a sort of 12 year old boy, <laughs> but I like that. It's, it's, it's appropriate. It's not un- absolutely appropriate. It's not inappropriate. Yes. I mean, what she's wearing right now is this kind of-it's like a sort of-it's a
1: Rams a football, 90s gilet, 1970s vest. But you know what? Do what you want. Didn't we write a song about this? Do what you want. Be what you want. You wrote a rap on this. I've written You can do what you want. You can be what you Ah, want. You can...
0: Yes. Yeah. That's right. So that was a really cool set. So, I mean, so much in that. I mean, she didn't go into it, but she did say, I grew up a Jehovah Witness and I escaped it. I mean, I want to know more about that. You can't just drop a bomb like that and then walk off. Yeah. But she did. So she was with us at the Comedy Festival last week. We did a... A run of four shows in February.
1: Shulamite was there as well. And she did talk a little bit more about Jehovah's Witness and her exposure to her first birthday party and how traumatic um, that was. Yeah. I mean, but the thing is, like, she talks about some massive things here. Yeah. Like slavery, um, racial stereotypes right? How people expect black yeah. woman with a microphone. Ooh. She's going to sing. She can actually sing though. She was doing karaoke <laughs> <Carrier laughs> the <laughs> other day. I was so... like, I
0: thought you said you couldn't sing. Mm-hmm. She was doing Rihanna. Mm-hmm. She also talks about coming out. That was a big one, right? That was big. Do you know I met her the day she came out? Yes. I was the presenter for the whole Family Pride Day in White Rock. Oh, that day. Okay. Yeah. So I met her at Vancouver Pride. The coming out piece, right? Big big stuff right she's 20 years old she's texting home and you're obviously you know you've got the unspoken uh, subtext that that's a jehovah family right so that's a jehovah witness family and uh yeah so that's big
1: that's really big and it, she didn't really talk about it but i was th- i put myself in her shoes when she said i texted home this is what i said and then I put myself in the shoes of waiting for the text responses back.
0: Oh um, yeah.
1: Right. Where you're just like, I don't know how she felt. Mm. If she was just like, I don't care what they think. Or if she was more like, what are they going to, what are they going to say? Mm. Right. And I actually really loved the, the piece with her dad, even though, you know, he put, he said the Julie noted must do more research. <laughs> but when he came back, it was actually so loving, you know, you just got to surround yourself. Like it was kind of a fatherly thing to say. Right. Yeah. And, and just showing that that parental side is, Hey, you know what? I'm just, I, I'm just worried about you and I hope you're okay. So take care of yourself. Mm. And I love, I, she even made that into comedy, you know, but damn he, it, I don't have a traumatic story here to tell <laughs> I mean He said, go and have some
0: therapy. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you could say that to anybody. Literally, everyone should have a therapist. I know, but there is another side to that, isn't there? That there's that there might be something wrong with you, therefore go and see a therapist.
1: Oh, I mean, that's, oh that's, that's interesting. I That's a
0: subtext.
1: Right? I didn't take it that way. I took it more as if you've been living your life one way and now you're saying, hey, you know what, I'm
0: not that way. I don't think it was quite like that. I oh, think it was like, I think, there's, you know, because it is wrong in the Jehovah faith to be gay. So oh. uh, a therapist is going to help you. To realise that, perhaps. Yeah, oh, interesting. I don't know. Okay. You know, no, no. I mean, we only have like the subtext, but the subtext, yeah. you know, you you know that there's obviously issues around. You know, people don't understand the whole gay thing as easy. This has been so much stuff through history. I mean, I don't yeah. need to tell anyone that any well, of you it was illegal to that. for so long. It was, and also yeah. like, when you're talking about religious faith, then you know it's written very clearly, or it's you know communicated very clearly by by the leaders of the faith that you know it's a sin and it's bad and it's wrong.
1: That's a lot for a 20-year-old like think about that. She's I mean she's so funny. She's just naturally funny and she's so sweet. Like I love how she laughs in between everything. But if you really think about everything she just talked about, the race stuff and and I've heard from other people that when you move from a country where you're predominantly surrounded by people of the same race you're not necessarily a minority mm-hmm. and you come somewhere to, like Canada where mm-hmm. it's very quite white like she came to White Rock which is for those of you that don't know it is quite white it <laughs> it is in this all area white. yeah and I mean you could just go up the hill where I live and it's quite different but in this pod it is quite white and so the fact that she's like yeah people expect. <laughs> expect her to sing like i can guarantee you she's had other stereotypical things come her way yeah people make assumption she's moved out of her country where she grew up at 20 Mm. years old she's come to canada that's that's not easy like i mean you did it but i i've never like left my country and said i'm gonna go move to south america now like that that's a huge thing to do then the coming out, mm-hmm. massive, and Jehovah's Witness, and escaping, Je- escaping, I'm air quoting here, as, however you want to word it, Jehovah's Witness, an upbringing of that. It's quite different. Wow, a lot of change she's had. Yeah, big, big stuff. She's embracing it all. Yeah, yeah. she's definitely someone I want to hear more from. Like, I, I want to continue go and watching
0: her perform. I want to see her grow.
1: Yeah, sure. I want to hear every little story. Like, I want to pull out... Tell me about the Jehovah's Witness.
0: Some of those things that she said just then at the beginning of her set, she made up on the spot. Like, I was thinking about running away, but it's too cold. <laughs> it was really cold. It was November it was. we we did that show and it was freezing and she's from a very hot country. She was like, yeah. I thought about it, but it's just too cold. <laughs> oh yeah, she's
1: hilarious. And actually, um, she is an old soul and she talked about that at a set this week where she said, yeah, growing up, people would say that she was an old soul and she thought, that was just a way, a nice way for them to say that she was boring,
0: right? You <laughs> oh, know, she also said, "Oh, it's not that; it's trauma. It's <laughs> 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 trauma makes you grow up fast, right?" Oh my god, it's so true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, beautiful spirit, and um it's yeah. just a blessing to know you, Shulamite. Thank you so much for your set. You're awesome.
1: And it takes a twenty year old old soul to say, "You are whoever the fuck you say you are." Please, all of you out there. You are who you say you are. No matter what your background is, no matter what other people think, it doesn't matter. You're free. You're free. Just be you. Hey,
0: what about, did you have to come out? Oh, yeah. Tell me about that. Well, you know, for me, it was very, very shameful. Really? Very shameful. I could not admit it to myself. I didn't come out officially. Ever. <laughs> I just, one right <laughs> I didn't come out. I didn't have an official coming out. I got a girlfriend by accident. Believe it or not, like, you you think, yeah, you're really confident and all of those things, and I, I really am, but I was never, I could not bear rejection. And I wasn't going to gay clubs or anything like that. And then I moved to Exeter, and around the age of 22, um, one of my my housemate's friends came clubbing with us and she just started dancing with me in this kind of intimate way and then we went back to somebody's house and she put her hand on my leg <laughs> believe it I was like just so she, she was very free in it yeah and yeah she was younger than me she was like 18 and I was 22 and she had been having an affair before I met her with a married woman so she was really confident she was very attractive and um we kind of got together and but I was like I couldn't really handle it and then eventually I sort of phoned up my sister and went I've got a girl friend and uh, so I'm going to bring her back. Would you tell mum that I have a girlfriend?
1: Yeah. And that you, your sister was probably just like, yeah. Was she like...
0: No, she wasn't like that. She was like, oh, it's all making sense now. <laughs> My sister never thought of me as gay. Can you believe that? I used to run around, play football, have short hair. Yeah, you but know, all it's of really it- indicators. It's not like they're indicators. Yes. a little bit, a <laughs> little on.
1: bit. Lots of girls play, football. mate, but you, the, but inside of you, you must
0: have known, but you were in denial. Is that what you are saying? I couldn't bear to look at it. I yeah. couldn't even bear. I could yeah. not bear the idea of having to be a freak because I I didn't even you. No one was gay in the nineties if they could hide it. Mm. Yeah. For me, like where I am from, yeah, and the and the derogatory way we all used gay and lesbian mm-hmm. in the playground yeah to you know like you know how you go you smell that's yeah, the same you're way so gay. you're gay yeah you're gay uh, yeah and it wasn't even because you even did anything gay it was no, just a you way weren't to, happy yeah that's, it wasn't <laughs> and you weren't even touching another person or mm. being gay in any way it was just a way to make you say say you're a piece of shit yeah yeah you're right and that was
1: very predominant in that 80s early 90s like it's it was just like you're an idiot kind of thing. Yeah. It, it was, was, was just another derogatory put down. Yeah.
0: So you're never going to, so it was almost like the idea of kind of facing that side of myself was incredibly strange, but incredibly exciting as well. Like it was so, because it wasn't, you know, the actual thing of, of falling and having that connection with another woman wasn't any of the stories I, it didn't make me feel like a freak. Yeah, it was the worst. Because it's, it's truth. Yeah, because it was. It, it felt normal. Yeah, it was normal. It was like, of course, I. I just feel like this really strong feeling towards this person. Yeah, and it, yeah, and it's, you landed
1: home. Like that's what we talk about stigma, right? Is yeah. there's a stigma, and when you're living in the stigma, it's not comfortable. No. But as soon as you go, this is truth. Yeah, and I'm in it. it's the sit like you're just in it and you feel it
0: feels right right and this was the thing that I talked about the other night at the comedy set I did this whole piece about making a baby the gay way which I I had gone through this period of artificial insemination to the listener out there and then changed my mind just if you're wondering where the baby is I, I didn't get obsessive about it it was just a phase right but that was the the awakener the great awakener to the absolute truth of my internalized homophobia and I did a show do you remember my show yeah it was called one woman show what was it called was it called unexpecting oh yeah and it was about the unexpected feelings I got in the making of a baby the gay way and I did my coming out story so it was a mixture of really heartfelt comedy and then almost crying on stage at the truth of my shame the places I never wanted anyone to see about me, I exposed it on stage and it lifted after that. The shame came off my shoulders. It was unbelievable relief. And then I didn't want a baby. And the reason I think I wanted a baby was because I had associated having a baby with being a real woman. Oh, I thought my I would get God. acceptance from my mum if I had children. Right, this is what women are. This is what women, women do. Women have babies is- and I and I felt as a gay person I wasn't a real woman. Oh my god, these are big big pieces. This
1: is huge. This
0: is freaking huge.
1: Not only did you perform to a solo crowd, you also just completely shifted that BS story.
0: Yeah, because I went into the shame and that's what we do at Hilarity. That's
1: what we freaking do. We are here for the shame.
0: Come on. Yeah, we are we are alchemizing our shame. Yeah. We're turning our shame into gold dust glitter everywhere oh my goodness me
1: yeah this is so exciting oh i'm so glad you told told that story because i think it's really important and that's something you know we didn't really get to get into a show on this one but there there is something there that's being moved
0: Mm. i feel moved beautiful all right right. we leave you with that little gold dust we love you we love you we love you we love you i hope you've enjoyed this episode i know you have enjoyed this episode. Who couldn't? Please share it with your friends, your family, and any gay person who might need a lift.
1: <laughs> all right, love you all. sit Dear listeners, we are a two-woman shop here, and this is a little labor of love. So anything you can do to show us some love, our love language is subscribing, sharing on social media, and coming to one of our many
0: shows, And if you're feeling really adventurous, take a course. Don't be afraid of a good time. We love you. We love you. We love you. We're out.